Hello boys and girls and welcome to episode 3 of the Grad Life Podcast. This episode is with Rob Lagudi, a young guy in Sydney, a friend of mine who's doing very well in the tech sales area. So we get into a really good discussion and as we always do in our chats, just kind of end up uh, taking lumps out of each other and it's good fun, but I hope you guys learn from it and enjoy it as well. He's a pretty insightful guy um, and is very honest in this interview about the challenges he faced along the way to this sales career. To any newcomers out there, I'd like to just reiterate the mission behind this podcast, which is to help any uni student or anyone in their 20s really, who's struggling to figure out what career they should go down, where their skills would be best utilized, what they'd enjoy, etc. So each interview is with someone different. Some have crossovers in career paths, like so far we focused on sales and um, a lot of people have different takes on how they've arrived at even the same or similar areas. So without further ado, we'll hear directly from Rob now, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Tonight, we're very lucky to continue our sales conversation with none other than the Italian stallion, Rob Lagudi, <laughs> who I think I'll give a minute to introduce himself now. Rob? Hi. Um... As Maxwell said, uh, my name's Rob Lagudi. Uh, I am 24 years old. Uh, studied at University of Technology, Sydney. Yeah. Well, what did you study again? Uh, I, well, <laughs> that's a good question. So I had three different degrees in a space of two months. So I started when I, when I finished my um, ATAR. Did you steal these degrees from other no, kids? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, um, so I finished uni and I got a, a really nice ATAR. I got 90... Three point something something. Tell the Irish kids what an ATAR is. Um, yeah, so it's it's your when you in year twelve or your final year at school, you you do a set of exams and you get a mark out of a hundred. Ah, so leaving certain points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I got a, a nice mark, and instead of actually choosing what I wanted, I just went for the highest degree that got me into that, or the highest degree that got me with that mark. So, ah, so what you got for you used your ATAR to get as far as you could basically C- correct yeah, okay. and so the first first degree I signed up for was the communi- a, communi- a Bachelor in Arts in Communication and Law so I got into that and I was pretty stoked and, and did that for like alright I think I did two, two classes and I go there is no way that I'm going to do law I was Why? so yeah I, I just didn't it didn't interest me at all so then I dropped the law and took up international studies which meant that I had a year overseas in Italy and right. I did the Italian courses and I, I, I did everything and then when it came to um, what was it thir- third year they go okay you got to get ready for Italy and I was like oh god I don't know if I wanted to spend a whole year in Italy I mean pretty stupid as a 20 year old to say that but anyway a, I did. a 20 year old with Italian uh, grandparents yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah well, I think my grandparents would have been upset if I left but anyway um, yeah so I dropped that and I, then I just did the communications degree which I was only there for three years so I was done by the age of 21 I'd finish uni you wanted it jeez 21 I actually I probably yeah I would have been the same had I not done a gap year yeah communications fill in my ignorance what do you actually study in communications <laughs> you know what great question um, I'll be honest with you and, and I think it's important to understand this and for people out there that are nervous about university and, and you know what to do mate I, I did a degree where I knew that my skill set, I knew my strengths. You couldn't teach me at university. Yeah. You know, I, I knew that I had the ability to, to talk to someone and, and build a relationship with someone. And there's no theory, there's no one that can tell me that, that 
there's a certain way to talk to someone. I've got my style, you have your style, your listeners are gonna have each of their style, but I knew that's what I was good at. So I just did a degree. I saw a university degree as two things. One, a test of your character. Can you finish a degree? And two, the other people on the other end of the line, they're probably thinking the same thing. They don't really care about where, well, in Australia, I must I don't know if it's the same in Ireland, but in Australia, that most of the people I talk to Mate, they don't really care where you went. They don't really care what your studies. That you have the ability to sit down, do your exams, you know, do all your study and, and finish a degree. You know, I don't know what the statistic is, but there's a lot of dropouts in, in Australia or a lot of deferred courses. Yeah. So the fact that you could do that was... Yeah, same, it was a pretty good effort. Same yeah. in Ireland. The kind of the millennial mindset is, oh, I think I'm going to try that. And then they change course, change course, back and forth. And I've never looked at it that way, but that's, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, well, and, and I've, I've, I'm the youngest in my family. And my brother, my brother did a very um, specific degree. He did tax. And he was going to be in finance. And he was going to work for the government. Jesus. It was, it was, and, and my sister did teaching. There's so strength she, of character for you to do. Uh, yeah, oh God. I'll tell you what, I don't know how. Uh, yeah, no thanks. Well, I, here's just a quick story. My brother, actually, in year 10, this is how good I am at maths. In year 10, because he was quite switched on, he helped me cheat in an exam. Sorry, Mrs. Stanton, if you're listening. Um, he helped me, helped me cheat in an exam, and I still failed it. So, no mate, I just I couldn't add numbers for the life of me. I still can't. Like, I, I use calculators, my timetables are average. But again, you know. I always have the opinion you have your strengths and your weaknesses yes. don't worry about your weaknesses just focus on your strengths and for listeners Rob is someone who when you meet him within the first five seconds the word sales springs to mind he's as and I mean that in the best possible way like obviously very good communicator full of life very I, outgoing I don't know um, so did you I have a couple of questions coming yeah, 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 yeah. changing course a couple of times that sort of requires in some way changing goals or changing direction yep did you, did you have a clear goal for you? Did you always know you'd end up in sales? Did you have a clear goal no, for yourself? No, not at all. I had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do. But to go back to your question in terms of the goals, my goal was to get out of uni as quick as I could. Why? To start making money or what? Yes. And I, like I said, I found uni... I, I didn't embrace myself from the uni life. Yeah. I didn't go out and have the parties and, and go out and, and, and do the uni life. And... Two main reasons for that. One, I went to a, I was lucky enough to go to a really nice school. Um, is it a public school in Ireland they call it? A uh, yeah. private school. Oh, private school. Yeah, yeah. So we have. A, I went to a nice private school and I played all my rugby and I, I got involved with all the co-curriculars. I, you know, had all my parties there. While I was at uni, I, I played rugby, so that was my social life. You know, yeah. I went, I'd go and have drinks and, and parties with them. I didn't need uni in my life. I didn't yeah. need that uni life. I didn't need uni people rubbing up all over me. That that's not what I needed. Um, I needed uni to get a piece of paper and get in the workforce as quick as I could. Yeah. That's that I used and abused uni. I didn't, I didn't immerse myself in it. I didn't try to do anything special with it. I just got in and got out. I did the same thing. Uh, my thing was more to I had two goals: get out of Ireland and start making money. They were the two reasons yeah. I just rushed through uni as fast as I could. Yeah. I have about two. I'd say at the ripe old age of twenty five, I probably have two regrets. One of them is I studied straight commerce. I regret not studying commerce in Spanish because I would have gone to Argentina for a year and that would not have set me back in any way. Like, you know, it just See, was, it was that, a free ride. That, but that's interesting for you. So you're saying that you would, you, you're using uni to get you somewhere. I was completely off, not even in that mind space at all. I use uni to get a piece of paper. 
I didn't try to go overseas. I wasn't trying to do anything. I didn't use it for networking. I got my piece of paper in three years and, and got out as quick as I could. That that was my my motive. I paid my way through uni, and we'll probably get onto what I did during uni in terms of work. But paid my way through uni. I, I worked my guts out, created my own network, and mate, I don't care about commerce. I don't care about Spanish. I don't care about Italy. I wanted to finish my degree, and I wanted to earn, start earning money. Was was a portion of it, but it was a case of what's next. Okay, so what age were you? You were 20 when you were pretty much in your final year, second year final uh, year. Well, so hold on, let me do this. 18, 19, 20. Yeah, by 2021, I finished my degree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're sitting there 20 years old at a parent's party, say, because we had um, Tommy Buckingham on last week and he was talking about constantly having to answer his parents' friends saying, what are you going to do when oh, you finish uni? Yeah. You're sitting at that party, your, yeah, friends yeah, yeah. Pay, your, your dad's friend says, what are you going to yeah, do? What yeah, was yeah. your answer back then? Because you were jumping between bloody three courses. And um, as you say, you were merely after a piece of paper. What, what was in your head? Matt, you know what? And I've always said this since I left school. Actually, even during school. You know, what are you going to do when you finish uni? What are you going to do when you finish school? I have no idea. And you know what? I still don't know what I want to do. You know, and I'm, I'm in a job now. But all I know, and all I still say to this day, whatever I do, you can't, you're not going to be able to teach me at university. So my answer to them, um, so if the father asked me, what are you going to do when you leave uni? My answer is, yeah, I don't know. But all I know is that it's going to involve talking to people. That yeah. was that was that was my answer. Yeah. Okay. Um, and they go, oh, so this and then they go, and then we just let them talk. And you know what? Just by saying that and leaving it open, this is probably a good little tip. People love helping people. That's so yes. Go so on. so people love helping people. So I would say that to actually, it's how I got my first job. I said it to one of my friends, um, who is an AFL player, and I said, look, I don't know what I, you know, whatever it is, I I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, he goes, mate, I've got a friend that does this in PR and led to me one of my first jobs. I, I have some very close friends I went to Scotland with and this, and this was possibly the biggest turning point in my career, in my university career. I was, I was in Scotland, a beautiful Isle of Skye and there was, um, yeah, I'll say their names, screw them, Joel and Andrew and um, we were sitting there and they go, mate, you know, you're, you're ready to take on that next step in your life. I was 20, you know. Have a crack. Like, what do you think? Get an internship. Get involved. And the best piece of advice they gave me, and I still stick to this, and it's very self-explanatory, but there's no point saying, I don't want to do that, or I don't want to do that. When you're in uni in terms of jobs, you know, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I could just work at a bar, but is that really helping me? Yeah. You know, I did that for two months ago. Nah, screw this. I'm, I'm, I'm not bar. But, you know, they said... You're never going to know what you want to do unless you just go and try it. Yeah. You know, even if it's for two months, if it's for three months, six months, a year, at least you say, I gave that a crack. And, and I honestly think without that sort of push and encouragement, and I surround myself with people that I look up to and surround myself with people that I can learn from, then that's how, that, that's how I sort of landed in this ability to, to go and learn and, and get an internship and you know, have a taste of what earning a job is all about from scratch with no experience. And I literally had to sell myself in and, and I got a job with Thrive PR, which I still keep in contact with and I still network with and invite to all their parties. And so, yeah, it's, 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 um, it's, it's an interesting way of, of, of dealing with it. But again, I, I always say you always surround yourself with people that help you. And, yeah, and that was that. a perfect example of how that helped me. Well, we'll come back to that. One thing I'd like to chime in on there is yeah. definitely, well, actually two things. If you don't know what you want to do, which basically 
describes probably about 80% of uni students out there. A lot of... Uh, Not most, even uni most, students, everyone. Yeah, yeah everyone. even the guys in their 20s. Find out what... Go out of your way to find out what you don't want to do. If there's something there, if you've got an itch, just scratch it and see if it, if it might fit. So, like, it's hard to believe that I thought about audit for a while. <laughs> so I did an internship in EY. And about, it was a 12-week internship. About 12 minutes into it, I was like, yeah, this isn't for me. No fucking way. But I, I stuck it out. Right? I had a crack and I stuck it out. And they offered me a contract at the end of the summer. And everybody insisted that I take it. And I said no. And I left myself without a job for the final year while all my friends were signed up for these good firms. And it was a very, very scary time because I didn't know where the hell I was going to end up. By all measures, at that point, I was a failure because I hadn't secured a contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. Well, because go. I found out exactly what I didn't want to do. Yeah. And, and then I went into a bank. You're and marking said, it off the opposite way. Which yeah, is, exactly. Which is you the way to do it. Give yourself a chance. Whittle it down. Like, just whittle down the options. Yeah. And then something you said there that I absolutely love. So one other thing. Network, network, network. is very important as well. And, and but it's a personal network. You know, it, it's not... It's not um, Go on Mark out, knows this person card. who knows this person. <laughs> That's not how it works. You know, I don't enjoy that networking for sure. Oh, it's boring. It's like it's, it's, it's it reminds me of like back in the thirties when they were arranged marriages. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, it's just that's not how it works. You know, be yourself, and you attract your own network. Exactly. Yeah, and if you get a if you get a reputation as a networker, that can easily be synonymous with a social climber Correct. type of thing or a professional climber, and Correct. that's no good. Surround yourself with people that you look up to and that drive you on. I think you you said something like that, and I love that idea. Yeah. Well. And again, this is what Joel and Andrew taught me. And, and this was difficult. This, this concept I'm about to talk about, it was really difficult for me. But they said, look at your friend group now. And, and as, as you may or may not know, but I, I'm a, quite a, I, I love being social. I love talking to people. I love being friends. And as I said before, you, help, you love helping other people. Yeah. And they said, mate, you're, you're putting in all this work and you're putting all this effort and, you, and you're constantly catching up with people. But what have they done for you? Like, what value do they add to your life? Like, what are they doing to help you to help you improve yourself or help you understand something in greater detail? And I couldn't answer that. And and what I had to do, I, I, I literally not had to cut ties, but I had to be polite but distant to certain people because they weren't helping me achieve or, or didn't compliment me in what I wanted to achieve. Mm. You know, people wanted to get in the drug scene and alcohol and, and, and you know, work in pubs till 4 a.m. in the morning. I didn't necessarily want to do that. Yes, I was still friends with them. Yes, we, we keep in contact. But I wasn't I wasn't given the the amount of time or I didn't I, they didn't deserve the time that I provided them. Yeah. Because they didn't re- respond or they didn't, you know, reciprocate the um the love and the affection that I showed them, so why should they get in return? And that was that was a really really tough thing to comprehend. But once I did it, I was so much better off. Mm. I was I, I, I was happier. I never felt that I was getting rejected. Um, little things like that all add up. You yeah. Know, you keep the people around you that are most important and add value to life. I've had a few. I call it. I call them calls. So I, I do like. I don't do deliberately, but it just so happens that every year when I reflect on the friends of that year, yeah. there's always the core group. Like say layer one, layer two. Layer two one's always the exact same. Layer two then is pretty much the exact same. Layer three tends to be quite different and they're the more shallow sort of relationships. And as you know, at my heart, I often do and I have done periods without drinking. Mm. And what I find is that when those periods start, my phone goes very quiet mm. because and not so much anymore, but it used to be 
that the people that I, I would have considered friends who were in layer three mm. were really just drinking buddies and this, the relationships were even more shallow than I thought. Yeah. And you just call those people and you're left with layer one and two then, the real relationships. And you kind of keep going along. And I'm told yeah. by older friends that the older you get, the fewer good friends you have for probably the same reason. Mate, uh, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with that more. I mean, you're exactly right. That, that drinking, that's exactly what happened to me as well. You know, that I wasn't going out as much and I wasn't doing this and... It, it just didn't offer me anything. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, I look at our friendship now, the, you know, for people out there, we met through a school friend and, you know, our, our partners have also were friends and, and things like that as well. But I now, I now consider Maxwell's as part of my, my inner circle because he, because we talk. We, he doesn't care that I don't go out and get pissed every weekend or whatever. It is. <laughs> I don't go out and get pissed every weekend. That's not what I heard. Anyway, um, the, the point of the point of it is, he'll message me out of the blue, maybe maybe in a couple of months. But there's people that actually care about how you're tracking. You know, are you okay? Yeah. Like how are things? It doesn't doesn't have to be much, but little things like that always are nice to fall back on. But it's anyway. a genuine thing, yeah. And but to link the drinking thing to, I mean, we don't want to get tied down on the drinking, but to link that whole idea with professionalism then is somewhat something else I've found in friends more recently mm. as I've become more I think more clear with what I want to do and the direction I'm trying to go in yeah there are certain friends and this goes all the way down to, to cut to uh, level one or core one whatever I call it the core group Tier I don't one. like your core analogy but anyway continue okay anyway goes all the way down to the, the, the closest people yeah some are very supportive and some are uh, quite defensive against it because they want you to stay on the safe track which is only out of love and caring that they want you to do that mm-hmm. but what I find is I won't apply it to I'm sticking with the analogy with, I'm not, I won't apply it to core one but with core two and, and level, or level two and level three if people aren't supportive or liberating of the kind of way you're going if you're going off the beaten track a little bit or if you're starting to find what it is you want to do and that's different to what these group of friends want to do or want you to do, mm. find the ones who are supportive of it. I disagree. And go, oh, nice, okay. I disagree. Hang on, let me make it clear Sorry, so finish, they're clear. Finish. If you want to do something and you're doing what's uncool or the undone thing, find people and keep the people around who are supportive of you making that move mm-hmm. and liberating of you making that move, whether that's quitting drinking, starting a business, dropping out of high school or uni, whatever it is. Keep the keep the encouragers around. Rebuttal, please. Rebuttal coming your way. Hit so I, I agree with the supportive side, but friends are there to be challenged. Maxwell, if I can't tell you Maxwell doing the wrong decision for these reasons, for I think these reasons, you need to have people that challenge you. Because you don't realise you're stuck in a, in your own world. It's your world and you see it through through your lens. I've gone through many different experiences than what you've gone through, and I have completely different experiences and a completely different perspective to what you do. If you don't value my opinion in what I'm saying, then we're not friends, is how I see it. So I want my friends to tell me, if they think I'm doing something wrong, tell me. And if I can't take them seriously, then there's something wrong with our relationship. So that's why I don't like your concept of the core and the freaking layers, and because I have, I would say now, four or five really close friends, or maybe a couple more, but that's gonna go down, but four or five really close friends that I go, I absolutely listen and appreciate. I don't. We get angry. We have fights, but it's always done from a place of support. And no matter what decision I make, they I know they're there to support me. So, to, does that make sense? So right. I I want you to support, but I want you to bloody tell me if if I'm if you think I'm making the wrong decision. 
You win. But look here, Italian. You come on to my podcast. You don't kick my ass no. in the first argument. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. No, no. That, that, that rebuttal received, and I think you win. At the end of the day, they wipe the tears. You do the want the challenges around. They're wiping the tears. So if they don't have their say, that's not fair, is it? Yeah, you do want the challenges around. You do. Have, has, have you ever benefited from that? From you wanting oh. to go down a road and then... Some, oh. Can you give an example? Oh. Oh. Where you wanted to do something and someone in your core group... I'm just going to stick that to you. Oh, said you shouldn't do it and you really thought about it and made you think differently about it. I've had many examples because I've tried to do some kind of weird shit. Um, oh, yeah, I have. I have. So I wanted to... I'll, my, and I, I don't know if we're going to cover this later, but my, one of my jobs during university was in PR and I was at the bottom of the food chain. And... Um, I had a job that was going to be about 45 grand a year. Uh, During uni? Or first no, job? No, 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 sorry, first job out of this okay, one. Okay. So, but no, no, I worked in PR, they were offering me a job full time. Yeah, yeah, So it was about 45 grand Australian, which I don't know in. Uh, it was about 25 grand. Like, that's a, that's a pretty good salary for us. It's okay, actually, first yeah. out of uni. And I, 25 grand in Euro, yeah. Exactly what I thought. I was like, you know what? I'm happy here. I can settle. And they said, mate. If you, if you think you're going to be in PR for the rest of your life, I can tell you now you've got another thing coming. At 21, or 20, I, don't, I forgot how bloody old I am, but you need to go out and you need to try something else. And I looked around and I saw this software job. I go, software? I'm a rugby player. I don't do maths. I haven't read many technical books in my life. What I know about software? And they said, mate, just try it. Just go for the interview. Got the interview, got the job, and I'm still in software today. Not, not the same company, but I'm still in software today. Yeah. If I didn't challenge, I was happy to stay at that PR job and get paid a, you know, whatever, 45 grand a year. I was happy to be mediocre. I was happy to settle. And my friends pushed me, you know? And, mm. and you know, that's just one example of how they've pushed me. But I've also pushed them in other areas, you know? So it, it, it's, it's all about people adding value to your life. Yeah. And that's, that's just one example. I think off the top of my head that example actually coincides with a saying a really good saying I was told earlier it was earlier today recording a different session for this podcast with Tammy the Argentinian girl Tammy she was saying that her mother once she was meant to do an um, interview for uni homework and she had needed to get an interview with a famous person she couldn't find a famous person she'd given up she's sitting in a cafe in Buenos Aires with her mother and in walks a very famous journalist and the mother goes, there's your chance, go get your interview. And Tammy said, no way, are you kidding? Like, I'm not going to bother him on this, on this coffee break. And the mother says, you've got two options to come out of this. He says yes, he says no. He says no is the thing you're already experiencing right now. You already have the no. Great. Go find out what the yes is. Yeah. And I thought that was electric advice mm-hmm. for uni students. You yeah. already have the no. Or and even in their 20s. She's dropping everything. She's, the reason she's... Uh, I had her on so soon is because she's moving on Monday to travel around the world for a year and a half. Quitting Google, doing really well in Google, quitting Google because she wants to go and find out what the yes is. She already knows what the no is for that trip and now oh, she wants to go and you man. hate the romanticism. Oh, but it's amazing and it kind oh, of reminded so me of that. Gross. I don't know. There are people out there that probably hear that podcast. I don't know if you'll hear it and you'll go, oh, that's amazing. I'm going to go book a trip around Australia or just just if, if, if you listen to and go God that's a bit of baloney and a bit unrealistic come talk to me Maxwell will give my number out it's, uh, I find that stuff fr- so frustrating no there's no scepticism no there's no scepticism no. No, no judgment I'm sure she's a lovely lady sorry next question <laughs> 
You're a career to date. You're a salesman. And I think... Um, I'm not a salesman. Uh, well, you're in sales and you're doing very well in sales. So tell us how you got to... Tell us where you are, just briefly, and tell us how you got to where you are. So I'm working at a software company at the moment called Sugar CRM. Uh, rival to Salesforce, you people. Rival to of. Salesforce, that's yeah. right. And I, I came from a company called NetSuite Oracle, or Oracle NetSuite, I should say. Um, I Like I said before, I, I fell into that NetSuite Oracle job through my friends pushing me to, to find something better than a PR job. Um, but pausing there and going back, at uni, I work with my dad. He works in real estate. Um, no surprise, Wog and real estate. <laughs> There's probably a fruit market there and a concrete <laughs> somewhere around there. Um, yes, yeah, so I work with my dad in real estate um, as well as worked in PR. So that was my job, two main jobs during uni. Um, that helped pay my tuition for for university um, and then yeah I, I had a crack I killed the interview um, actually my boss was Irish as well oh really um, yeah, and we... she was a great she was actually a really good mentor for me in, in those first few um, months at work um, I was doing really well at NetSuite Oracle Oracle um, and I wanted to do something different we went through a bit of a lull uh, you know I lost my manager halfway through I lost some direction but I was still keeping my morale up and I was still working really hard. Um, and then I decided to follow one of my managers. So again, my network, because I had made such an impression of, of hard work, dedication, the ability to, to talk to people, the rest I can be taught, you know, the whole ability to sell or to, to do something specific, I can be taught that. So I went with my manager to Sugar CRM, which is a really fast up and, gr- up, up and coming CRM company. Um, the main reason I went actually was because, and, and this is a good tip, if you're going to go to join a company, always research the company. What are they doing? What are they doing to innovate? Because there's nothing worse when you go into a stale company. I can tell you at 20, 20 to 25, you're going to be entrenched with that stale smell and, and, and expect that that's normal. You want to you involve yourself in a really energetic and fruitful and, and, and busy company. Vibrant, yeah. Vibrant, yeah. So Sugar CRM just hired Richard Green, who's um, uh, he actually invented Siri for Apple, and I've gone holy dooly. If this bloke's joined Sugar CRM, he's we're on something big. Yeah, you know, he invented Java. Um, he he's a ge- like he's actually a genius. <laughs> and, you know, and and just I went over to the US as part of the kickoff, and he was there, and I had a quick chat with him, and he's a really personal guy. And I go, mate, I am I am in this company. And we're, you know, it's a growing company, all that. But the most important thing, the, the old saying goes, the fish rots from the head up. If the head's going well, you know, the rest of the fish will take care of itself. So that's, that's uh, yeah, that, that's a little bit of, a bit, bit of the background. I don't know how much more detail you want. I want to know, this is something I'm big on. I've worked in a place where I've looked around the room at a lot of wealthy people yeah. and realized, holy yeah. crap, I don't actually want to be any of these guys from their age. Or I don't kind of look, not look up to them, a couple I looked up to, but kind of idolize or almost revere. Have you, ha, and then I go into a place, I went into um, to Google and there was a guy called Scott Simpson and I just got, this guy can walk on fucking water if he tried. And I'm wondering, have you ever had that? And if that means anything to you, it means something to me to work for and with and alongside someone that I have a hell of a lot of time for and really look up to. I had time for everyone because you may have been a little bit more specific in what you were looking for. I didn't know what I was looking for. 
I had no idea. I let everyone have their chance to groom me how they wanted. I took on every single piece of advice I did. I was a sponge. I was a shamwow. Just give me all the knowledge that I can. And through time, it's either going to be, you know, I'm either going to use it or it's just going to go through to the keeper. Mm. So I, I was opposite to that. I let everyone pour your knowledge on me. And I let everyone know. And, and I, had, I had the ability to tell people that I was here to learn. So by doing that, again, people love helping other people. Yeah. You know, I got invited to all these customer meetings with big corporations, you know, huge companies. I was invited to these meetings, a little 22-year-old kid. A little. Uh, you're a 22-year-old kid. Yeah, little, six, little. six foot four, <laughs> 100 kilo. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, just, just the ability to soak in as much as you can is a very underestimated skill. Yeah, you were people wide open. People admire that. I wasn't as good at that. You were definitely better at that. If you sure. close yourself off, how are you supposed to know what's right and wrong? Well, in defense of closing yourself off, I wasn't completely closed off at all. But I did have an idea of the man I wanted to be. I didn't know what I wanted to do. But how can, how can you know that at 20? Because you can I know. Get, I, you can, well, first year I was 23. But you can have your idea oh, of like... Sorry, the, 23. No, but like, you know, that's fucking two years of working experience. You can have your idea of who you don't want to be. Very easy are to you talking about career or personally? Well, both, because you need to work with people that you want to, in some way, um, not like, not be like or uh, emanate, but be influenced strongly by. Yes. And I you can be you can be influenced by a bad person. You can be influenced away by them, but you know when you when that if you're two if years. you're crap at your job and I'm working with you, I'm being influenced by that. I'm being influenced. I know that's not how to do the job. Yeah, I definitely know okay, yeah, yes, it. but you're being pushed. You want someone to be pulled by, I think. That's yes. what leadership is. Leadership yes, that's is that's a mentor. Pulling. That's a mentor. That, I guess that's what I was looking for, a mentor, a strong mentor. But and you seem to have had that in the manager that plucked you from NetSuite into Sugar as well. Yeah. Strong relationship. You didn't you didn't go and work with him for any negative reasons that you any push factors mm. that you're talking about. Now. It was a pull that was there. Correct. That definitely led to Correct. you leaving with him. Yes. And I think that pull is very significant that doesn't get enough attention when these guys are making their decisions. Whether it's these guys being the uni students we're talking to or the guys our age who are thinking about jumping ship like we did. Mm. A big factor should be the people. I, th- I really think the, a big factor should be the people. When I joined Google, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I met this guy, Scott, and I go, there you go. That's a good North Star in terms of behavior. And if I follow that North Star behaviorally, oh, it'll leave so me a good... Don't... So Come at me because of my romanticism. It just works. I, I, I'm a, it I'm works a, for you. Yeah, okay, it works for me. It works for you. I'm more of the opinion, take a little bit of this, take a little bit of that, and form your own bloody stuff. Oh, yeah, I'm big on that for sure. I'm big on that for sure. But I just think it's not, it's good. I think there's no harm in having a North Star. That's what I'll say. No. No harm. Well, everyone has their mentors. and You know what? When you, when I, I, I actually can't. I can't visualize someone up on that pedestal. I visualize uh, snippets. Yeah, I was always. So I go, I, you know, one of my first managers, Tony Gleason. The, his ability to talk, unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable ability to talk and the, the way he would communicate with customers. One of the best. Snip. I, I don't want his lifestyle. I don't want his life. I don't want, you know, his cars. I don't want all that. I just want that little bit of, of Tony Gleason. Yeah. You know? I look at someone else, other than the manager I have now, Mark Trosley. Again, a, a lovely ability to talk to customers. Um, ability to present, snip. 
Yeah. That's what I want. I always did the snip thing. Interestingly, I could never do the snip thing with real people. It was always fictional, fictional characters. People like Ari Golden Entourage. Obviously, he's a bad, like, you know, not bad guy, but obviously he's got a lot of bad qualities. He had some really positive qualities. Snip, snip. This guy, Scott on Google, was the first one where I said, geez, it's like 9 out of 10. Yeah. He's kind of ticking boxes there. That's a pretty... Um, but it's that's a pretty good thing but I, I don't want to labour this too much okay, but I sorry, do think yeah. the, the role of people to look up to and, and be led by is a good thing closing thoughts no I agree but don't close yourself to one person 100% couldn't agree more that's good stallion that's good um, so you were walking us through you're now at Sugar before that you were, and you've been at Sugar for 6 months now my guess yeah January started yeah six perfect yeah, six months yeah and you're at netsuite for i'm gonna say two years my guess yeah. and before that was directly pr was pr yeah that's right straight into pr okay straight into PR. any fears and real, real estate with my dad yeah okay that was during uni any fears along the way there these guys face so many oh, fears yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 that's normal yeah well what were yours like like i do you know what really scared me actually when i joined macquarie I was really scared. I was, and I've only gotten over this fear recently of permanence. I couldn't get over the fact that there was no semesters. And I was like, wait, I get up and do the same thing every day indefinitely for the rest of my life. Of late, oh, and four weeks of late. And four fucking weeks to do what you actually want to do in the year. I yeah. couldn't get over that. I was so scared of that black wall of just, it's like we're looking at a straight road that just doesn't end. Yeah. I couldn't get over it. Yeah. Yeah. I personally didn't have that aspect. I, my family's always come from a, quite a working background. So that, that element, like we never went on holidays as kids, things like that. Um, right. So that, that element didn't scare me. What did scare me was like, what was I going to do? Yeah. I was so, I was petrified because I wasn't good at maths. I did a uni degree that did bloody nothing. And I knew that. I knew that. But people, please trust me when I say this. There are so many jobs out there that do not require any knowledge that you'll pick up at university. There are a plethora of jobs. And I'm sure you probably know this if you're listening to this podcast, but your job probably hasn't even been invented yet. So don't even stress about that. And I, and you will, because I did. And I still told myself that, but I still stressed. But like I said before, the way I counteracted that, and this was from my friends, because I surrounded myself with people that, that could help me. You, you just got to dig in and just get involved in some sort of job. If you know you want to be in the business world, I knew I wanted to be involved with business and money and, and things like that. So I knew that's where I wanted to look. So that's what I did. And I put it out there. I put the feelers and I got a job quite quickly. You know, people can sense hunger. Uh, people can sense, sense hunger. hunger yeah. People can sense that. And when you're hungry, like they'll hire you in an instant. If you're pretty blasé about it, oh, I don't really care if I get this job. What, who are you going to hire? You're going to yeah. hire someone to get, I'm ready to go. Like, give me a crack at this. I don't know if it's what I want to do, but I'm here to give it a crack for a good solid amount of time. Are you going to go for a guy? Yeah, I finished uni. Yeah, I'm just looking to get started in a degree. Or, I don't really know if this is what I want. Like, just... But hang on. You're imitating person A and person B. Person A being hungry, person B being the latter. I don't know it's what confidence. I want to do. It's a confidence. But on the inside, you might have come across very hungry, but as you've admitted, on the inside, you didn't know what you wanted to Absolutely. do. Absolutely. So you were hungry for what when you showed up? at the door because you didn't know what you wanted to do you didn't know if that job was what you wanted to do yeah but you came across hungry hungry yeah. for what good question oh i think it's a it's a it's a hunger that you it's it's like a mindset have you there's a, i can't remember who um who wrote the book but there's a book called the tipping point yeah malcolm gladwell thank you very much 
So when you finish uni, you know, people took a gap year. Again, not my style. Um, I finished and was ready to get started. Mm. You know, and that was my tipping point. I go, I, 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 got, I don't want to be in PR anymore. I've, I've come to terms with that. I definitely want to get involved in the workplace. My hunger was the ability to get started. Yeah. I knew I knew I'd start at the bottom. And while everyone's overseas in Arbitha and you know doing their dancing, I'm doing the groundwork. I'm you had your bag my... packed, you were ready to travel, you just didn't know where you were going. Correct. Sorry, I had to put romantic dribble uh, on it. I kind of typical sometimes. Man. Yeah, so I was laying my foundations. And okay. that's what I was hungry. I was hungry to lay the foundation. While everyone was partying, I was doing the hard work because you know I'm starting to enjoy that little side of things now. Did your useless degree and inability to count provide barriers to you hitting your goals or reaching your goals? This was the conversation in my interview. So Robert, you did a uni degree? Yes, what'd you study? Communications, we're at UTS. Okay, great. That was the end of the, that was the end of the university. And all they required for me to get this job was a university degree. Interviews are remarkably easy compared to what you expect them to be. I'll give you that. If you lie in your interview, if you pretend to be someone you're not, they're the hardest things in the world. Yeah. Just be your bloody self. Yeah. And you, oh, it, I can't stress that point enough, actually. And it's, it, it's remarkable. Anyway, um, that, so the ability to not count, the ability to agree, didn't phase me at all. Yeah. Because what they valued was what, was what was on my inside, what they could teach me, what they yeah. could hold me. Yeah, sure. No, I get that. Um, how's sales going? Ups and downs of sales. Uh, we covered it. We covered it a fair bit last week with one of the Google sales guys. Well, yeah. be very interested in hearing your take as well. well. I don't know how old that Google guy was, but like I said, twenty five. Okay, twenty five. No offense to that Google guy, <laughs> but we're twenty five years old. We've got five years of experience in this industry, or three, three, three. four. Years, you know, yeah. that's not a lot. You know, you look at. I look at some of the reps that I've worked with in the past that had twenty, twenty five years, thirty years of experience. Mate, we are we are very, very early in our careers, and all I can say is. At, at this stage if that guy's giving advice on sales after three years he's not giving a, advice a, on sales he's talking about his experience in sales to date so when these guys yeah. graduate and go into sales under two years in they're like holy shit I didn't sign up for this yeah. Tommy was saying this is what you're going to get two years in yeah, what's it, your version of that right um, it's I would say it's enjoyable um, you once said to me something great about sales. You said it's the only job where you get out exactly what you put in. Oh, it's, it's exactly right. And look... Elaborate I, on that uh, for a minute. Yeah, so look, uh, I am naturally... A, I, I'm not a very smart person. My, my year 12, what, what do you call it? In, in the Ireland? leaving cert, the HSE. Yeah. Mate, I was so lucky I had someone that could help me along with that. And that person was another student. I worked my guts out, I wrote all the notes out, he would use my notes, I would use his notes, and we worked our guts off. He got 99.9 something, I got 93, but mate, for me, 93, I was cheering. That's about 400 points in the leaving set. Yeah, okay. So, I had the ability to work my guts out. I might be the smartest, maybe I could work other people to death. Yeah. I was the youngest person hired in this, in this software job. So, the, the, it was a graduate program. I was the youngest by about four years. So, I I knew the way I was going to beat these people, and it is, it's competitive. Sales, first thing, competitive. You've got to be competitive. I knew if I outsmarted them and worked smart, not necessarily hard, but worked smart. You've I, always been about that. You have the ability to be the best in your league, and I was. Well, I, I, the numbers don't lie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was the best person in that cohort. Yeah. So, no, I, I, from my brief experience, I can vouch for the fact that 
hours and you know hours and working smart working what you put in is what you get out of sales for sure it's all it is it's all it is and And product knowledge as well and so please be sponges please be I'm still I'm still going to be a sponge in 20 years time yeah you know so yeah that's the way to roll I'm a huge believer in that okay going to do a little quick fire round to wrap up Okay. okay yep sales what's the highest high you've experienced in sales closing your first deal closing your first deal closing your first deal okay Low is low? Not closing it, losing a deal. Oh, when you work for months and oh, months. Oh, mate, I worked my guts out of this one deal. It went for like six months. And the last minute, they went with another vendor. Mate, I, I, I played rugby that weekend. I think I killed three people. <laughs> I, was so, I was so angry. I was rogable. Yeah, that's, I can speak to that as well. That's horrible. Although, one day it happened to me, and then the next day I had an old friend from Macquarie Bank come in, an M&A guy. These guys work fucking 25 hours a day. He'd been working on a deal for, like, I don't know, a year and a half or something. And he shows up at the elevator in Google with this long face. And he'd, say, he'd been saying he was looking forward to coming to Google. And I go, geez, what the hell's wrong with you? And he goes, I've read this morning's paper. I read that the companies I was looking at working with the deal has been cancelled. I've been yeah. working on it for 18 months, 24 hours a day, pretty what, much. The company went bust. No, they just pulled out a deal. He'd put, he'd put like four years worth of normal work hours in and it's just gone to nothing. And that's that the nature happens. of the job, guys, as well. Yeah, so salespeople, prospective salespeople, be prepared. Probably anyone. I mean, yeah, I guess, yeah. Find me a job where you're not really selling. I mean, outside the science world but you know what I mean you'd have lots of losses in, in any industry and in any industry there are going to be things that are out of your control he could right. control that company pulling out you can't control your client pulling out there's always going to be some sort of as your much sales as, manager won't say that but yeah. I mean you can say that yeah there's always going to be things you can't control inspirational person that you uh, know or don't know I'm, I like to give the I'm, I'm true at college I was huge on having people to look up to and researching cool people who did amazing things. Anyone like that for you? You're probably too practical for that stuff. No. Yeah, no. I, 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 honestly, there's no one that, that springs to my mind. I have people internally and I have my internal people I look up yeah. to, but they're not anyone that no one knows. Anyone you wish you knew about when you were in uni? No. no. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, fair no. enough. Sorry. Inspirational Sorry, book? <sighs> Julius Caesar. Really? Oh, I love Julius Caesar. Oh, why? Because you have the ability to take on any perspective that you want. You can say that Brutus was a was a good guy and killing Julius Caesar and that he should be praised for stopping the, the, the tyrant of Caesar and becoming self-absorber power. Or you could make fun of Brutus and say, man, how did you kill the greatest ruler of all time? I love the different perspectives. So it's good for these guys to read because it looks at challenges and problems in a different way. If you let your mind... if Yeah, the, the other thing I liked about Julius Caesar because I did it three times. I was in the play... I did it for a school text and I read it for some other bloody thing. And I go, wow, I've actually got a different experience every time I've read this. I'd pay someone for a picture of you dressed as Julius Caesar in a play. Um, inspirational <laughs> quote. Tree. The Italian, you're a tree. I thought you'd be a bloody bush. Um, the inspirational quote. Jeez, uh, I've got a few of them. Yeah, you'd be good for them. Don't say the fish always rots from the head. Nah, no, no, no. Um, that's a real, I wish I had some notice on that. Come back to it. Yeah, come back to it. Come back to it. Trip you wish you did. Oh. There has to be one. Shit. Um. Mine's South America straight away. You know what? I, I, I don't think like that. Really? Yeah. No trips? No, no, I go, I didn't do it for a reason and I back that decision. 
Jeez, you're a practical one. Yeah, oh, sorry. That's okay. Yeah, again, no, that's I'm, good. Letting, I'm letting the ball down here. <laughs> uh, opportunity. Well, hold on, just back on that. Because you make that decision, and I may not have met you, for example, I went on that trip. Or I may not have had X, Y, and Z. I believe one door. One yeah, no, I'm, I'm on board with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm on board with that. Opportunity you wish you took? You took the um, the sales opportunity at a PR. It was a great one to take. And you didn't take that. No, I've, I've usually taken most Again, of Again, same principle. Yeah. One door opens. Uh, risk you wish you took? There was a horse race once. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, no, um, risk. No, I'm, I'm quite risk adverse. Risk averse. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Fuck, I'm, I'm really letting down the team. Something you wish you did habitually throughout uni or in early 20s? Red. Red? Red. Perfect. Why? It's just an un... It, it just does. It opens your mind to a different set of thinking. You don't... If you read a book, and I'm not talking about Twilight or... I don't know, somebody boring... Yeah, well, I, I'd vouch for... I haven't read Twilight, but I'd vouch for those fairy tales as well. But you're talking about Gladwell oh. stuff, like read facts. Yeah, read read things that enhance you. Yeah. You know, if you don't have some sort of... If that doesn't have an impact on your life, then you're not human. You know, think about, think about what the person's trying to tell you and how you can approach that. You may not take it on board, but you go, okay, that's an interesting thought. I don't think that would work for me for these reasons, but let's give it a crack. It's yeah. debating Tommy. It stimulates ideas. Yeah, that's, mm. that's what I wish I did more at uni. You reading? I started reading when I was nineteen, and it absolutely changed my life. Opened up so many doors. Opened up my mind like indescribably. And the way I try to sell reading to some people is that it welcomes the smartest people who have ever lived yeah, actually yeah. into your mind you can yeah. read the smartest people they put down their thoughts and they give them to you yeah. and for some reason a lot of people just say no I don't need the smartest people who have ever walked this earth yeah, sure. to influence my thoughts I don't get it so reading love that um, a habit you wish you didn't have you weren't a big drinker that's a good thing no yeah, I was never a big drinker yeah. parents were never drinkers um, habit I you wish you didn't have I didn't have Another habit I wish I had was I cooked. I just cooked you a mean bolognese, but it could have been meaner had I practiced years no ago. salt, by the way. What, I should have put salt in it? should have put more salt. There's oh, no salt in the sauce. Okay. Um, a habit I wish I didn't have. Yeah, look, there's a couple of them, but I'm just trying to think of one. I... I, um, I wish... Oh, nah, nah. Can I come back to that one? Yeah, come back again. Um, why did you get out of bed in uni? What was the goal? Just to get that piece get of paper? Piece of paper. Why'd you get out of bed now? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I get out of bed now. Get those stacks Because they're probably the same, the same things that you guys are thinking about now. What's next? What do I do next? So I'm getting out of bed knowing that this is going to improve me for tomorrow, whatever tomorrow is. Okay. I'm so excited to I don't know. Let's do another podcast in like two years time. Because <laughs> that's what I'm excited for. You know, I, providing Sugar CRM does what I hope it's going to do, which yeah. is... Like, expand you know i could be leading up a whole team in the region yeah you know, little things like that like i'm really excited about growth and being part of something that's um that's quite new i mean there's only six of us compared to salesforce which has thousands and thousands of employees so, you know I'm, I'm really in the trenches so that's what i wake up in the morning for you've got a rare combination that i really really admire because they normally go against each other you've got drive but you've got openness 
Mm. Normally openness comes with, yeah, man, whatever, I'll take it as it comes. Normally drive comes with, I'm no doing way, this, I'm way. not listening. Yeah. yeah. You've got both, which is, I, I really, really, really recommend that to people mm. to try to capture that little balance because yeah. it's a very rare thing I think you've got. Yeah. And on a finishing note, mm. inspirational quote. Yeah, inspirational quote. I've got one. Hit me. So this, I think, is in rel- I think this is quite relevant actually for, for uni students. So records will be broken, feats will be outfeated, but you can't beat a first and a last. You told me that two weeks ago. It's true, though. Go again. Records will be beaten. Feats will be outfeated. But you can't be a first and a last. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we wrap up this evening's episode. Thanks, Stadium. Thanks, guys.